I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot so we come into this world understanding the energies of our self note they're sort of like our familiar zone our comfort zones it's the habits our attachments um, and like I was saying before, every sign carries a high side and a low side. And we can block our own evolution by getting attached to the low sides mm -hmm. of our south node. It can actually prevent us from growth and prevent us from evolution. So it's really good to be aware of what your south node is, you know, the, the low vibes of that south node. And then, you know, we're here to learn and master our north node. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel and happy Magic Monday. We have such a divinely timed, cosmically aligned episode for you today with the one and only Jill Winterstein which um, you may know her as Spirit Daughter. Side note, Jill was actually one of Your Own Magic's very first guests back in 2017. She was episode three, in fact. So yeah, she was guest number two, episode three, and apparently we were her very first podcast ever, which is such an honor because now look at her. She has expanded and grown immensely. I think she has over half a million followers now on the Instagrams. And so clearly, as people are awakening, they are looking for this type of knowledge that she is providing as she follows the rhythms and cosmic flow of the universe and teaches you how to do the same. I remember her new moon workbooks were just so helpful for me to connect inward and answer just the right questions given that specific moon and where I was specifically, which is interesting because obviously we all are 
different beings with different signs, different suns, different moons, but yet at the same time, collectively, she had just the right questions for all of our souls as we're all one, you know? So I remember it really did help me align immensely. And if you're familiar with Spirit Daughter, you probably also turn to her about anything when it comes to the new and full moon and just understand the current cosmic energies and receive any practical information on the current astrological events in order for you to continue to expand and create your dreams in such an aligned way. I mean, Jill has a gift. Let's be honest, she has a gift indeed. So feel free to see everything that she offers at spiritdaughter.com. And of course, I'm sure she'll answer any question or just if you say were to say hi on Instagram, she'll probably say hi because she's a loving, loyal Leo. <laughs> it's in her nature. Uh, also, what I really felt was contagious about Jill is her personality and laughter. You will hear it throughout this entire episode. She's smiling. I was smiling listening to her, smiling from ear to ear because she had just so many fun bursts of laughter and I get excited talking to other Leos who get our very big hearted, wild, delusional optimism-ness. <laughs> She has just this fiery energy and it's infectious in the best way. So just moments ago, I recorded a video for the Euro Magic Secret Facebook group after, I think my very first video for the group after I just had been feeling divinely guided to share more, to share me. I mean, you know me, <laughs> you know the soul of me, the heart of me, the dark side, the light side, what I had been going through because I don't think I've ever really held back too much on this podcast but you know it's time to just fully share all of me and my guides have been making it loud and clear so I'm listening so I not only posted a video yesterday but you know I listened and honored my guides that have been giving me these clear signs to start documenting and I even decided to buy a camera so I can cover all the magic in Bali <laughs> I love how the tribe was the very first place where I just felt it felt right, you know, before I go onto Instagram or stories or if I decided to do YouTuber, whatever I am divinely guided to do. But no, to go to my family, to my tribe, as that really is a safe place for all of us to unapologetically be our intrinsic self. And, you know, if you too ever feel called to record more, share more, share your soul, share your heart, it's there. I mean, how beautiful is it that we get to capture these magical moments of our souls in life? And so as I was editing this very specific episode, why perhaps during this turn of the solstice, why I had just been feeling divinely guided to share myself visually, because it's time, you know? I, I, I did need that break from social media. I did, it was so needed for, it really, really helped my mental health and my spiritual wealth and what I was going through during this Saturn return season or just whatever the reason was, you know, no one's fault, of course. That's just exactly what I needed and it felt so right. It was so right for my soul. But now my soul no longer wants to be unseen, even if it requires me to have to have Instagram app on my phone, which can be dangerous for me because I'll scroll for days. <laughs> 
but just to go through every avenue to serve even more, shine more, step into my power more, and just take it up a notch. It's definitely the turn of the solstice and this recent moon that has shifted so much within and I'm so excited, I'm so happy. I'm even feeling called to post on Instagram perhaps this week or next week, whatever flows as I create with my magical friend here in Utah. So when I do and he and I, we get together, like whatever comes will happen for whatever reason, but I will indeed want to post and share with you. And so um, this is me being super vulnerable and just would love the support of your love when I do post in some way. But I'm not asking to only receive as this is indeed a give and take relationship that we have together. So honestly, why wouldn't I go send the same love to everyone who sends me love? Why wouldn't I go send love to their page? Because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without them, you know, without you. So feel free to comment and like when that comes. And of course, I'll do the same for you. Ah! And I don't want to sound like... I know it just it sound it feels weird saying that because I don't have a salesy vibe in me. Of course, I do sponsor ads, but I don't like to sell myself. I guess um, that's why I've never really promoted or marketed this podcast. I would just trust, but you know, you gotta listen to those calls and you got to do things that are super uncomfortable. Yet at the same time, this is just me being vulnerable and honest with my intentions and you know, that double sun and moon Leo in me loves the love, loves to receive love, but also feels better when I too get to give back the love. So I haven't posted an eon, so I don't know what Instagram's gonna do with the algorithm. So I hope that you end up seeing it. I think that there's something you can click notifications to be notified or whatever. Um, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it will happen as it happens, but thank you in advance and I'll definitely be sending the love your way too. Actually, as you'll learn here, you know, the give and receive thing is really just aligned with my karmic path as my south node is in Leo, which if I'm too heavily in my south node, it keeps me in a place that's all about me and all about my ego which that is why I get it. I was a troubled child. It's why I was troubled decades ago. However, when I am aligned with my fullest potential, which is Aquarius North Node, I'm really just living not only for me, but to serve other souls too, to serve you too. So obviously who doesn't want to live in their highest potential? <laughs> um, anyway, ooh, let's do the yummy review of the week. This is from Brandy MK reconnecting to self, love, and goddess. I'm currently addicted to the podcast. I've been working through some rough times reconnecting with my spiritual side, communing with nature again to feel grounded and to allow myself to heal. I listen at work while walking my dog who is always there with his happy wagging tail and unconditional love. While I'm listening, these beautiful ideas just come forth and then provide me with journal prompts to dive deep into my inner self. I found this podcast at just the right time and it has allowed me to once again open my mind to the endless possibilities that surround us. So keep shining your love and light. It's a beautiful, bright star. Brandy, oh, that is, I love, love this sweet message and 
I'm so honored that this podcast really brings you all those different inspired thoughts and perhaps even actions because imagine what you might create from that and to think that the seed of it was whatever podcast you were listening to that's amazing that's an honor so I so appreciate that and keep walking your dog going out in nature listening to whatever your soul feels called to listen to because that clearly aligns you with your highest creativity so um, more power to you Brandy love you and now I do believe it is time for us to learn how to dance with the cosmic energy and let the magic begin with Jill Winterstein of Spirit Daughter. so amazing to finally get to talk to you again thank you so much seriously for coming back on the show you're welcome it's an honor i think this is probably one of the first podcasts i ever did i think it was the first podcast i ever did (laughs) okay well one that is such an honor but it really is such an honor that you were actually one of our very first guests too that helped really launch the success of the podcast so um thank you for that you're welcome (laughs) thanks for having me back on (laughs) oh my gosh and also you've just been expanding so much since we last talked it was like 2017 and now we're in mid 2019 and you have truly just expanded in so many ways your beautiful artful creations that you're gifting the world and collaborations and it's just it's honestly so amazing to see spirit daughter and then you jill grow and i'm just again i'm so happy to chat with you thank you yeah i've been expanding many many ways (laughs) oh yeah and we'll have to talk about how and why and all the things yeah absolutely but first would you like to start a prayer with me sure amazing dear divine guidance thank you for this moment of connection with jill and may you use jill and i as a vessel to delivered a shared truth from our hearts and from the cosmos, (laughs) allowing the ego of our minds to just simply take a back seat and hang out there as we stay present and open in this moment together, bringing light from any experience in our lives, any lessons, any messages that you'd like us to share and deliver, and anything that will shift and expand the lives for the better for anyone listening right now and everyone listening, and may it trickle to those that surround them too, so we can bring more love in one way or more. Aho. Aho. Hmm. Well, first, I'm going to ask you this question I've been asking all the guests. What lights you up most in the season of your life? I don't know if I you know this, but I'm really pregnant. Oh, yes. Um, right now. That, is, that would definitely <laughs> be the most exciting thing right now, 100%. <laughs> so that's the most exciting thing. Um, how far along? Uh, I'm 34 weeks. Wow. So what are you doing as a beautiful woman walking with this new beautiful being inside of you and energetically aligning with what is going on in the cosmos today with the moon? 
moon and everything we're shifting into. We're in cancer now, right? We're in cancer now. We're in cancer season. Um, so it's kind of perfect because this is the last six weeks of my pregnancy. Uh, my baby will most likely be a Leo unless he comes very early. Uh, like me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Leo as well. So <laughs> I love it. That's right. Lion energy abound. Yeah. Um, so I'm spending the next the cancer season nurturing myself because cancer is all about nurture and nur- nourishment and you know cancer is the sign of the great mother yeah. uh so i actually feel really aligned uh, with what's going on in the cosmos especially with the sun season uh so i'm spending time sort of like nurturing uh myself and mothering myself so that i can become a good mother uh, uh and you know getting ready for that transition and then also really nurturing spirit daughter uh just to ensure that she uh, keeps growing and sort of makes it through uh, this personal life transition of Jill. I mean, that's your other baby. You have to pay attention. <laughs> exactly. So I just got her a nice spiffy office and um, decided to figure out a bit to make room for the baby and uh, just creating those boundaries too with the business and, and personal life. Just um, I'm the type of person I like work all the time. Uh, and so I'm sort of establishing some boundaries this month to be like, okay, these are sort of like work hours. These are home hours, um, you know, and spending that time nurturing myself, reading, reading baby books and, um, but still also nurturing the business. Good for you. And for setting those boundaries, that is key, especially right now. You, you deserve as much you time as possible. Cause you have this other thing inside of you, this yeah. little soul. <laughs> and so, and that little soul is so lucky because its mama is going to really, really, really embrace the human that he or she is when he or she comes into this world. Um, Do you know if it's a he or she? It's a boy. Boy. Okay. So when he comes into this world, he's so lucky that, you know, I'm pretty sure his mama is going to dive into all of his signs, understand him, and just fully embrace whatever he is, whoever he is. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're really excited. We're, uh, we're wondering, you know, because he'll most likely be a Leo, but for yeah. uh, my husband and I are like, I wonder what his moon will be. I wonder what his rising will be. Yeah. No, seriously, I was just thinking that too. Like, do you have a preference of what moon it would be? Um, I don't. Uh, right. My That's husband, good to say. Yeah. My husband would prefer that it not be a moon in Scorpio. His due date is actually August 8th and the moon will be in Scorpio. So. <laughs> um, my, my moon is in Scorpio and my husband's just like, I don't know if I can deal with another moon in Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's so great. And uh, wait, but if you both had the same sign, which would not surprise me given how aligned and just it seems like your story is with this universe. It wouldn't be surprised it surprised me if you had a baby that had your exact same moon sun and moon sign. But <laughs> what, what what does a Scorpio moon mean? Like a Leo Sun Scorpio moon. What does that entail? Um well Scorpio moons are like they're very intense. They're one of the more uh intense emotionally uh, mm. moon sign so you know moons rule our emotions and Scorpio's just this like very intense sign so yeah. um, it leads to uh, a lot of emotional intensity which I tend to be um, yeah. it's kind of funny my rising is Libra so like on the surface I seem very balanced and calm and then I have you know this lion and Scorpio in the background kind of running things wow um, wait that kind of makes you sound so balanced though <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it is balanced in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, but when I integrate everything, it does create balance. Um, you know, Leo is a very extrovert sign, which, you know, mm-hmm. uh, very outgoing while Scorpio is very internal, very withdrawn. Um, and, you know, Scorpio really likes to, go into the psychology of everything around them and everybody around them, um, you know, dives into different layers of consciousness and like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, a very transformative sign, you know, always transforming, always growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the house of personal growth of Scorpio. Uh, so it's all about sort of evolving, evolving and evolving some more. <laughs> Yeah, but it leads to a lot of emotional intensity. And so when my husband's like, I don't know if I could handle two Scorpio moon Leos. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, what he's referring to. Uh, uh, well, he called it in for whatever reason. The emotions yeah. of it. He can handle it. He can handle it. Yeah, he, uh, he's a Leo himself, but he, he has uh, a what? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I'm also Leo, and but I'm a I'm a double Leo. So my moon is also a Leo. Uh-huh. Um, I actually just got last week a tattoo. I'll send you a picture of. Um, my Leo sign with two, it's like a geometric tattoo with a sun and a moon. And yeah, just to represent my double Leo, yeah. to really embrace it. It's good to date a Leo, correct? Like I thought that I, I thought that Leo's we're probably not the most compatible together, but at the same time, it makes sense because of their loyalty and everything. Yeah. You know, I would say, um, when I was younger, I definitely had difficult dating Leos. Um, right. Because, you know, I get, a, you know, I get a lot of questions about relationships and astrology. Um, you know, it seems to be like a very hot topic. People really want to know, like, who they're compatible <laughs> with, it's, you know, natural, like, it's right. the right fit. Um, yeah. You know, and I really believe that, like, every sign has, like, a high side and a low side. And if both people are embracing the, the high vibes of their sign, then really anybody can get along. Um, so when you apply that to Leo, it's like, you know, in my younger years, in my twenties, it's like before I had a lot of awareness and I was dating guys that probably didn't have that much awareness as well in their twenties. Um, you know, it could, it it ended up in a lot of drama and sort of attention seeking behavior, which is sort of the stereotypical, like low side of Leo. Uh, but as I grew older, you know, and sort of matured and started dating guys who are a bit more mature, I found that Leo's and especially my husband were like a perfect match for me. Interesting. We know each other so well. It's like like, like, you know, we can really understand each other and we are very loyal. We're fiercely loyal. Um, And Leo's, you know, they have a really big heart. They're very uh, big hearted people. And, you know, a lot of times that openness and that love can like overwhelm other signs. Uh, yep. <laughs> I experienced like... that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're not like grounded within themselves and able to receive love. And then in comes Leo. It's just like, I love you. I want to like just, you know, praise you and love you with all my heart. And that can be a yeah. lot for some people. Uh, and so when you're matched with like another Leo, it's sort of like you're both, you're both there. You're <sighs> both doing that. That's so true. I need more Leos in my life. <laughs> I, do. I feel like I have a lot of Pisces in my life. I have a lot of Scorpios and Geminis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. And Sagittarius is, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sagittarius are, are very, they're fire. 
So you always kind of stick They're to fire. Elephants. So, yeah, fire, fires are good signs for Leos. Uh, but again, it's really that element of like embracing embracing the high side of your sign and doing the work. You know, it's just yeah. it's like anything. You know, you've got to do the work and then um, and you got to do the work together. Ooh, and we'll be talking about all the work we can do with all the different things today, <laughs> which I'm so excited. But first, I'd like you to refresh our memories just briefly because your story is great and how you just listened to your soul's call, your spiritual journey, which ultimately guided you to this passion that planted the seed for your inspired creation of Spirit Daughter. Um, yeah, I started, I guess, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated with consciousness. Yes. Scorpio Moon. Ever since I was a kid. Uh, and I started really diving into psychology as a teenager, as well as astrology and crystals and basically like anything that I could get my hands on to understand human consciousness. Um, and, you know, I started like reading charts and doing needle charts when I was like 16, you know, um, and start really studying the stars. That's amazing. And then I went on to, yeah, I was just like, I was just so fascinated yeah. by it. It just really spoke to me. And, you know, I was into like medicine cards and, you know, all kinds of things. I was, I was a real hippie child. Still are. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Still I'm am. And then I ended up going yeah, yeah, always. And then I ended going uh, to school for psychology. And that's what my master's in is in and diving really into um, the more analytical side of things and getting into research and neuroscience and, um, you know, trying to really define things. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that like, sort of the proof is in the pudding. In a way, like you don't really need I mean, research is great and all. Um, and I love the background I have. I think that's it. <laughs> really helps me now is those that training that hardcore training and observational science oh yeah just like observe what's going on and and I'm able to articulate it and write it and that's really where I learned to write too Mm -hmm. is writing all those research papers and things like that um but it really wasn't like my my heart you know I'm a very right brain person so I'm a very creative person um and so you know like I just felt very pigeonholed and it's like very logical research oriented world yeah. um so I left that and <clears throat> I went on to study like just various things I like kind of went back to just exploring anything I could I studied Chinese medicine I studied yoga um you know I worked with a naturopath for years like I just you know kind of just I had the opportunity to just sit around and read books and study and mentor with people and um, you know, it was, it was really great. And I ended up, uh, focusing in on yoga mm-hmm. and starting a, a private practice here in Los Angeles, uh, which did very well. And then from there I started teaching, uh, new moon circles. Yeah. And yeah. And I really wanted to do something different. I wanted to kind of like branch out into a different business. And so I was, like, I was tra- traveling all the time anyway. Um, and I was in Bali and I came across the dream catchers that, that I launched spirit daughter with. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of knew it was one of those moments where I was like, I just knew if I took the leap and sort of launched a new business based around these dream catchers, uh, that it would change my life and the woman's life who makes them like forever in various directions. And I sort of had no idea what was going to happen. And, um, no like real plan. I don't have a background in business or <laughs> marketing or photography. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I took the leap and, and I launched Spirit Daughter. 
with the dream catchers. And all the meanwhile, I was still teaching, you know, these new moon circles in LA and about six months or so after the launch of spirit daughter, I was needing an, like I wanted to expand and add products to the line. And I was thinking about staying in the realm of like the home, you know, and I was like, I had a trip planned to Byron Bay. I was like, oh, maybe I'll find something there. Mm. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows what? I'm open. Yeah. Well, I get that. I've, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm open to receiving and expanding new, new ideas. Um, and I was meditating and it just came to me that like the, the moon circles were it, that I could create yes. workbooks based on the new moon circles that I was teaching. Uh, and essentially that's what the workbooks are. They're like a moon circle in a book that everybody can do no matter where they are in the world. They don't need access to me. Uh, they don't need to be in LA. They just, you know, and I wanted to make them beautiful. I wanted to make them affordable. I had like such a clear vision uh, in my mind of what they could be. And then I launched them. I actually wrote the first one in Byron Bay (laughs) when I went there um, and, you know, figured it all out, found uh, a designer to do the covers who I'd been, um, you know, using some of her artwork on Instagram. And I knew it paired really well with my writing. Rebecca, right? Yeah, Rebecca. Rebecca writes. And she's still the designer today. She's our uh, full-time designer. She's like all oh, the book she's layouts. Amazing. She's amazing. We're so lucky to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've always just like worked so well together and everything just kind of serendipitously fell in place with the workbooks. Yeah. Um, from Becca to just like random skills I had collected over the years that like never had a use for, like now like all had a use for. <laughs> you know, like I took photography classes at Otis like just for fun years ago, you know, and then all of a sudden I find myself like taking tons of flat lays and photos and um, you know, doing all those things and and um yeah, the launch of the first book, which was Gemini in twenty seventeen. Uh, went phenomenally well and I just knew that you know this was really like something this was this was gonna make waves oh yeah yeah (laughs) it it, it made waves it really is something it definitely made waves because you listen and that's when all the serendipity does happen that is something that I emphasize here and I'm honestly just well one of the most fascinating things about you is your interest in consciousness. What I love is that you nearly became a neuroscientist, which is yeah. obviously such an accepted and even celebrated career path, especially especially back then. I mean, it's only been in recent years when people really started to embrace this type of modalities. But yet before people started to wake up, expand, you decided to make the pivot you know, you, you made the pivot to follow what you felt really guided to, which may not have been so accepted back then, mm-hmm. but it, it clearly paid off. It clearly <laughs> did. And so it just, it really shows that no matter what our culture might think today, there's always a greater plan. So to always listen to wherever you're guided. Yeah. And it does take a certain amount of trust and fearlessness, yes. um, you know, cause you don't always know where you're leaping towards or what's the outcome is going to be. Um, but I think it's important just to trust yourself that uh, no matter what happens, you'll be able to figure it out. Um, 100%. Yeah. And make the best of it. You know, always find the silver lining no matter, no matter what. And you did. So there are no mistakes. 
So you may have heard of me boast about my love and obsession with the fabulous Fabletics. And if you have not taken advantage of their buy two pairs of leggings for $24 yet, you are missing out. So right now, go type in your URL, fabletics.com forward slash your own magic, and pick two pairs of yoga pants for $24. That is a steal, especially with the quality and style that Fabletics provides. I love how it fits on my body. And yeah, they may be a sponsor, but I can confidently say some of my leggings from there are my absolute favorite. And I happen to have quite a massive collection and selection of yoga pants. So Fabletics is now my go-to. Also, by the way, their sports bras are bar none my absolute favorite. I actually don't even wear a normal bra because... Be honest, I just I can't stand them. So I wear sports bras everywhere, where whether I'm working out or not. And I'm actually very well endowed in the northern region, if you didn't know. So I'm perhaps maybe a C or a D naturally. And um, yeah, keep in mind, I'm very active. So I love to run and do intense yoga, but I don't want to feel the pressure from that area. So I need some really good support and comfort for the remainder of the day when I'm not working out. So I have many pairs now of their high and medium impact bras. They even have low impact bras if you prefer something a little looser. Also, they have a bra called Raquel Sculptnit Sports Bra, spelled my way, by the way. <laughs> which is crazy because not a lot of people spell it that way. So um, did I have to buy it? Yep. Do I love it? I'm absolutely in love with it. <laughs> so much so that I wear it a lot, especially because I love its support and it's just breathable for any shape or size. When you do go to select your two pairs of leggings, may I recommend one of their seamless high-waisted mesh power hold leggings as it is honestly just so slimming. And if you happen to be bloated, then um, it will hold that area pretty well intact without discomfort. <clears throat> I'm speaking for a friend, of course. Yeah. <laughs> or get their super cozy and flattering cashel fold over pure luxe leggings. I have many different looks. I think I have all the different looks that they have in those. So, and yes, they sponsor me, but I actually bought those myself because I just needed more. <laughs> they were so comfortable. So in sum, I'm definitely a fan of... Fabletics because they're basically the Netflix of activewear with a large library of looks and they're always changing up their styles and they always have great sales. So again, make sure to go to fabletics.com forward slash your own magic to get your two pairs of high quality yoga leggings for only $24. That's fabletics.com forward slash magic and feel more flexible through your practice. And I feel like you were guided to Byron Bay for a reason. I've been feeling called to go there because there's something, it seems, there's a powerful energy there. Maybe there's some vortex there or something. I don't know, but it just... I think there is. There's yeah. a really powerful energy there. Um, and Byron Bay itself has long been a healing center um, for, you know, many centuries. And, and um, you know, there there's definitely energy yeah. in, that, in that land there. Ugh. 
That's good to tap into. Beautiful. I love Byron Bay. It's one of my favorite places. I need sure. it to go. I'm, I'm going to Australia next month, but I'm going to <laughs> buy or I'm going to uh, what is it called? Bondi. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then only for a few days after Bali, and then I'm flying back home. Maybe, maybe I can cancel my flight home and just go to Byron. We'll yeah, see. do that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, just do that. Just do it. Just do that. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to dive into all the things, the moon and the solstices and maybe even the equinoxes and retrogrades and just all the things, all the things. So um, we just entered, <laughs> we just entered cancer season as we talked about, but I'm actually, when this comes out, this is actually perfect because I timed it so it will be before the Capricorn full moon and lunar eclipse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which will That's be perfect great. for people to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what will this entail? Uh, well, we're currently in the summer eclipse season. So, um, you know, we've been going through this the last couple summers and basically uh, every year, twice a year, we have an eclipse season. Um, right now it's like we're having one in the winter, one in the summer that will shift eventually, but for now, um, in the summer. And so each eclipse season is a 34 day period and it brings us one solar eclipse, one lunar eclipse, uh, either partial or total. And sometimes we get a third eclipsed if we're lucky, Um, but, uh, basically eclipses work with the lunar nodes. Um, and the lunar nodes are really interesting. They are the intersection of the moon's orbit and the sun's path. So where they cross in the sky, uh, sun and moon, and they create these like energetic, um, vortexes, uh, that are very powerful. You know, they're not an actual physical cosmic body like the moon or the planets, but they're just as powerful energetically. Yeah. And so these nodes um, also ex- exist in a zodiac sign. So just like the sun is in Cancer right now, the north node is in Cancer and the south node is in Capricorn. Because mm, uh, they're so opposite of the- each other. Right. They're opposite each other. Yeah. So north and south node are, are they're always opposite each other. They're always in opposing signs. Cancer yeah. and Capricorn are um, you know, opposing signs. Mm-hmm. And so when the sun and moon get in get within a certain degree, 17 degrees, um, and the sun is within of the nodes, then we have the potential for an eclipse. Um, and so this is what makes up the eclipse season, 34 days. Uh, 17 degrees on each side the sun moves a degree a day basically in the sky um you know it's made up of 360 so (laughs) yeah we have our sky it's 360 degrees it's cut into 12 pies which are the zodiac um signs and each zodiac sign is comprised of 30 degrees Uh a little background um and so this eclipse season is all about cancer and capricorn um which basically means that uh, we're dealing with these energies and they're going to theme everything. Yeah. And it, I actually just wrote um, a blog on the eclipse season that people can reference on the site because uh, it does get a little confusing when you start to get into like all the pieces and diagrams are helpful. Well, you're really good at <laughs> explaining it. And I'm glad, yeah, go look at her blog because it really does help and you understand. I'm going to make sure to put it in the link. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so basically, we're working um, in an eclipse season, we get to work with our personal lunar nodes, as well as the collective lunar nodes. So like Cancer and Capricorn, 
uh, and the eclipses that are occurring will have a solar eclipse, a total solar eclipse, by the way, uh, on the new moon in Cancer, which uh, will happen before this episode airs. And then we'll have a partial lunar eclipse on the full moon in Capricorn. Lunar eclipses mm-hmm. always happen on full moons. Solar eclipses always happen on new moons. It's just the way it goes. Uh-huh. Um, and so these eclipses activate um, our personal nodal path. So each of us in our birth chart, and this is where it gets interesting and a little mm-hmm. complicated, um, we, we all have lunar nodes, right? Yes. So you have your sun sign, you have your moon sign, your rising sign, uh, which you know most people are familiar with, but we also have a north node and a lunar node. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I look at somebody's natal chart, that's one of the first things I look at is their, is their nodes. Uh, because they're really, really important in our overall life journey. Yes. So we come into this world understanding the energies of our south node. Um, they're sort of like our familiar zone, our comfort zones. It's the habits, our attachments. Um, and like I was saying before, every sign carries a high side and a low side. And we can block our own evolution by getting attached to the low sides mm-hmm. of our south node. Um, and so it can actually prevent us from growth and prevent us from evolution. So it's really good to be aware of what your South node is. And then in particular, you know, the, the low vibes of that South node. And then, you know, we're here to learn and master our North nodes. And these are the lessons that come up over and over again. A lot of times these are energies we resist, you know, um, for instance, my, my North nodes in Virgo and I like resisted the energy of Virgo, like all through my twenties, really? <laughs> um, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, really interesting. And I was very attached to the energies of Pisces, which are my South node. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you know, our life's journey, part of our life's journey is to walk from South node to North node and really master and understand the energies of our North node and make them our new normal in a way, integrate them into our energy and our core being. And so every eclipse season sort of brings us opportunities to make leaps and bounds on this nodal path. And it's done through the activation of our personal nodes through uh, the eclipses. So for instance, we have the solar eclipse. Um, well, I'll talk about since that will have passed, we'll talk about, um, Capricorn. So we have um, the lunar eclipse in Capricorn, uh, which is a full moon. Full moons are all about release. They're all about letting go. Yeah. Um, and so a lunar eclipse on the full moon is basically just a supercharged full moon, just like a solar eclipse on a new moon is a supercharged new moon. So we have this like supercharged full moon in Capricorn. We'll all be feeling the effects of Capricorn, no matter your sign. And this is one of the things I really try and emphasize to people because I get asked a lot, like, does this apply to me? Uh, you know, does the new moon in Cancer apply to me? Does the new moon in Leo apply to me? Yes, it, it applies to everybody. So this mm-hmm. collective yep. energy we're all feeling. So with the full moon in Capricorn, we'll all be feeling the energy of Capricorn, uh, which is grounding, which is recentering, which is focus, stamina. Um, you know, Capricorn is like the sea goat. It can get over any mountain. It's just like very determined energy. (laughs) And so it's through this energy, through this grounded energy, um, that we'll be able to let go of our South node attachments. 
right? So it's through this like groundedness and through this recentering and through this focus um, that, you know, we'll be activated on our nodal path to release and cut the cord to whatever our personal mm. south node attachments are. Um, oh, so that's yes, how it like good. all works together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. excited to cut that cord with my south node Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is interesting for you because you're a double Leo. So yeah. um, I, I have so many Leos on my chart. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, it's like, you really want to focus on like, okay, what, what are the low vibe, like vibratory energies of Leo? Um, and how can grounding and aligning with your authentic self, which is Capricorn, your integrity, what you want to show to the world? Um, how can those things allow you to walk away from the low vibe side of Leo, which is, you know, a bit of attention seeking, need for approval, need for praise. Um, these are like the low vibes. I can say this because I'm a Leo. So. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's, it's, trust me, it's the truth. This was like early 20s and I'll even have glimpses of it a lot today, but keep going, keep going. It's so interesting. <laughs> but, you know, it's aligning with, with Capricorn, aligning with that lunar eclipse, um, which helps you. Wait, wait, I think it's, it's Aquarius, right? Oh, you're talking about a Capricorn moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Capricorn full moon, which will allow you. Yeah. you to let go of Leo and then uh, the low sides and then you'll be able to make space for uh, your north node lessons which come from Aquarius yeah um, and you know that's all about like speaking your truth not worrying about what other people think about you offering your unique gift to the world yeah. um, you know like just singing it loud and um, you know which is very aligned with Leo as well mm -hmm. so that's the thing about opposing signs is they are very similar. They're similar in their core, um, but their execution of the energy is a bit different. So when you take opposing signs, Leo Aquarius, very, very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like still in a sense, having your voice out there, but in a higher conscious way where it's not about you, it's about exactly the collective. It's about them. It's about everyone, including yourself, but not solely you, which, oh my gosh, my teen years, I was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for, for you with, you know, Aquarius and North node, Leo and South node, this eclipse season, this 34 day period is a time to step away from, um, you know, doing things for yourself, like ego go and really stepping into self and coming from like a higher place that is trying to raise the vibration of the collective which I feel you're already getting you know you're already there um you know but you can just yeah. further your path even more yeah um you know along during the eclipse season so that's what makes them they're, they're really special times they really are oh yeah it's so fascinating that you say all this. I encourage everybody to find out their node scopes, their north and south node. Yeah, find out your lunar nodes. Yeah, you can do that on many sites. Oh, yeah, your site. Um, uh, wait, you can go to your site? and No, I usually uh, direct people to astro-charts.com. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's like they have really... They have such clear charts on there. They're so clean. That's the one I use too. It's amazing. Okay. And so, because it really helped me understand my karmic path, knowing my node. Honestly, when I read my North and South node, when I read about it and I learned about it because I didn't resonate fully with the double moon. And then I learned I was born under 
a balsamic mood and yada yada. So that's what makes it a little different. And when I learned all of this, I was like, okay, now I understand. Now one, I believe in this astrology stuff. <laughs> and two, I can really hone in on my soul's purpose. And it honestly gave me permission to just embrace the fact that that is my shadow, that that is a part of myself that I don't like to embody, but sometimes I do, but then allow myself to really detach from it so I can shift into the higher vibration and just really live my soul's mission. And so honestly, when I found this out, there was just a big light bulb that clicked and yeah, it's a great way to just know so you can help raise your vibration during these eclipse seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And for you, since you have sun and moon in your south node, letting go of those low vibratory energies will help you embrace the higher sides of both sun and moon. So they work together. It's like really what we're trying to do is like integrate the high vibrations, uh, which every full moon sort of affords us that, that opportunity to do on some level. Yeah. Uh, Cause every full moon is like working with opposing energies. Um, so you take like the next full moon, which will be an Aquarius, uh, you know, we're working with the energies of Aquarius and Leo. So we're like letting go of the low sides, integrating the high sides within ourselves. Um, so every full moon kind of gives us this opportunity. But with the eclipses, we just have that supercharged energy of yes. the eclipse. And then we also have um, the added, you know, magic of our lunar node activation in there and our karmic past. So yeah. um, they're they're always fun. <laughs> they're always so fun. I know. I'm uh, my favorite time of year, years throughout the years, and I love that we get to have them once a month. Are the new moon and the full moon, and I always feel like at that time I'm like, yes, this is a new moon. I'm so this is actually what I need at this time. And then when the full moon runs around, I just it's interesting how every single full moon there's always something to release. What do you like to do during the new moon? Because each new moon and full moon they have their own unique cycle depending on what sign we're in. Mm -hmm. So do you have different rituals for each one? You may practice um, a different one for Capricorn or Cancer, the Leo or Scorpio moon, and then what are the different powers of the new and the full moon? Yeah, so you know, new moons are always a time of like new beginning, and I really use them to like check in with myself. Um, I learned this from you actually. I learned both. Of, I learned about the new and full moon <laughs> from you because I had no idea. And then when you came on this podcast, and then ever since. I have been, I mean, there are some times where I don't, but I usually pretty much almost always make sure to have those new beginnings and celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's about new beginnings. Um, it's also about just checking in where I am, like overall and what I'm doing It's sort of a time to be accountable. It's like a time of reflection Yeah. for me. Like I'll look back, like, what did I want last month? What did I want? Um, and usually like a couple of days before the new moon, I'll, I'll do this. Um, during, you know, actually this time right now or um, in the last quarter is today. Um, so this is like the time of the month, like right before the new moon, I'll look back and I'm like, okay, what did I want last month? Like, what were my intentions last new moon? How are they, how are they doing? Um, you know, do I still want them? Because we change, we're human, you know, yeah. we change what we want, things change, things shift. Um, you know, and what do I want to keep nurturing? You know, what did I put effort towards? Where did I lose my focus? What did I allow to distract me? Um, you know, what obstacles came up that I need to honor? 
um, and allow them to redirect me. And what obstacles came up do I need to uh, burn through? You know, so it's like uh, obstacles are very interesting. Like when we set intentions um, over and over again, a lot of times we will be brought barriers and blocks. And, um, you know, we have to decide sort of on a personal level, like which obstacles are there for a reason and they're meant to redirect our path. Um, and you know, we need to honor them and which, you know, obstacles are just like most of the time come from internal blocks, right? Fear, doubt, I'm not good enough. Those things, um, you know, what types of obstacles have popped up that we need to like just dismantle or just to get through, um, or dissolve right in our being. And so, you know, that's kind of my process is to sort of have that period of reflection and clearing, uh, before the actual new moon. And then, you know, on the new moon, it just kind of depends on the day. Um, you, you know, I'll always sit with myself for a bit. Um, if I have like a lot of time, I'll go through an entire ritual, like light candles, journal, pull cards. I usually spend them alone. Um, yes. I found that when I was doing new moon circles and like, even when I would do some, it's sort of like, um, I I personally didn't get as much out of them when I was like giving. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the great things with a workbook is I can like be everybody's teacher, but I don't have to actually be anywhere, but with yes. myself. So. Yeah. Because you should be efficient. going inward. That, that's very efficient. Very efficient. And that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense because you can be everywhere, but at the same time, nowhere, just with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I and I really like that. Um and I love seeing everybody, you know, we get so many shares and uh on the accounts and everybody will, you know, post the book and then using the book and their rituals and I love that. That's a, that's a really special part of my new moon day now is just like looking at uh everybody and how they're using the book and and just like honoring my work and honoring the moon and um, honoring the fact that like I am, have become this vessel to bring this magic to other people. Um, but then still, you know, also like doing my own work. Like I, you know, I don't think like, and this is the Scorpio moon. I don't think we're like ever done. We're like never cooked as humans. There's always more work and more evolution that can be done. You know, like no, nobody is enlightened. I mean, maybe like a few monks or something. <laughs> You know, we, we can always do work on ourselves. There's always, you know, behaviors and patterns that can be dissolved or shifted. There's always ways to, um, you know, create, create a better version of yourself while still loving who you are in the present moment. Um, so, you know, really like working towards that and just thinking like, okay, like what, how can I evolve myself this month? Um, you know, and each, I feel each new moon differently and each full moon differently, which, um, we all do like, obviously like, you know, new moon Scorpio is a really intense time for me. We tend to feel, uh, the new and full moons that are in our personal moon signs a little bit more intensely. Right. Um, oh, okay. That's good. That's interesting. Yeah. And we also tend to feel them differently depending on which house they're transiting in our personal chart, which I've actually started talking a little bit more about this. Um, I think in the Leo, the upcoming Leo book and um, Aquarius book, I dive more into houses. So houses, um, we have 12 houses, all of us. And so I get tons of questions. Um, probably our most uh, asked question is like, how, how will this moon affect me? Mm -hmm. um, and the, the real answer is, is your house, which house it's transiting. 
Um, so we have 12 houses, which are governed by the 12 zodiacs. Uh, so no matter if you're a Leo or a Gemini, uh, if the new moon's in Scorpio, you're going to feel it because you have Scorpio in your chart. Even if there's like no planet in there or it's an empty house, you still have a house, which is an arena of your life, which is governed by Scorpio, like no matter what. So say, you know, in that example, you have like Scorpio governing your third house, which is your house of communication, right? So your third house um, governs like how you speak to the world, how you uh, exchange energy, um, you know, how you, uh, your curiosity, right? About your local environment, right? That's um, all governed by your third house. So if you have Scorpio, for instance, in your third house, but you have no planets, you still have the energy of Scorpio in your being, right? There's still part of your energy, which is tied to Scorpio. And that's your communication, which is pretty important. Wow. So if the new moon is in Scorpio, for this example, um, you know, the moon is transiting your third house, right? Because Scorpio governs your third house. So the moon is transiting your third house, which means you'll feel the new moon in Scorpio, that beginning, that energy of new beginnings mixed with the energy of Scorpio around communication, right? And around how you communicate with the world. Um, so that's where we start to see how the collective astrology, like what's going on today, uh, affects us on a personal level is through the houses. Um, and I made it a point to start really getting into those in the workbooks yes. just because people are very curious about like, how does this affect me? And, you know, in my own reflection and just working with each new moon and full moon in my personal life, they do affect you differently. Yeah. Each one affects you differently. Um, and, you know, they affect you. They all affect yeah. you <laughs> on some level. I mean, level. you're there, you're existing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all affect you on some level, but they're going to affect you differently, and that's really determined by what house they're transiting. I am off to Mama Bali, and guess what will be in my travel bag, aside from yoga clothes and my new camera gear? Well, got some uh, probiotics, digestive enzymes, activated charcoal, and... Anything that's going to prevent me from the notorious Bali belly that I don't want to experience ever again and allow me to digest all of the delicious Ubud plant-based foods with ease. So I've been a fan of Hum's gut instinct specifically for a while now, as you probably know, which contain 10 strains of probiotics and 25 billion organisms with 30 vegan capsules in their 130-day supply. And now that I'm also turning 29 soon, I'm starting to become more aware of this thing that I could never really fathom because I think I thought I was invincible, but something called aging, which I guess does apparently happen. So I'm taking their turn-back time age-defying skin cell protection supplements, which contains turmeric and phytopolyphenols for antioxidants and polypodium leucotomos as a UV guard. And forgive me if you happen to be very smart and you know how to actually pronounce what I just said properly because I'm not confident in how I pronounced any of that. Anyway, 
So Hum is continuing to gift the Soul Tribe 20% off their purchase when you use the promo code MAGIC at checkout. Their supplements have been meticulously selected to help you out with any sort of tummy issues, skin issues, nails, metabolism, energy, sleep, or nutritional deficiencies that you might possibly need with the highest quality ingredients possible. And Hum products, they are gluten-free, they're non-GMO, and most of them are vegan. And the Soul Tribers can receive a free nutrition report from one of their nutritionists to find the right hump supplement for their needs. They also have deals often, like buy three for 25% off. But on top of that, 25% off, you get your 20% off with the promo code MAGIC. So why not? Just go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC for 20% off your order. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. <laughs> that can get really complex for people, but if they can actually visually see their chart, well, it depends on what kind of learner you are or how you prefer to learn, but um, I think that this will help so much. Is there something I can link where they can see it visually, just the my astro chart? Yeah, the astro charts, they can see their houses, so that'll show the pieces of the pie. And on the outer ring, you'll see the zodiac signs, the 12 zodiac signs. And a lot of times they overlap, right? So most of the time, um, we'll have two houses that are governed by a sign. Uh, because your your natal chart starts with your ascendant, and that's the exact degree um, of the sign that was like rising in the sky when you were born. So when I was born, um, you know, the, at the horizon was Libra at 21 degrees. So my natal chart starts at Libra at 21 degrees. So, um, you know, my first house is Libra and Scorpio. Um, and then, like I said, starting in Leo and Aquarius in that cycle, I start really diving in to houses and that particular moon and how they're going to affect you. The full moon uh, workbooks, starting with Aquarius, actually have house scopes in them, mm-hmm. uh, which is all about like which your house, which house is governed by that sign and how it's going to affect you. Um, so I start really getting into that because I just found that people were really interested and in, I kind of held back the information for a while just because it is really complicated. Um, you know, understanding your houses is like a very complicated thing. And anytime I talk about it, people have a million questions and that's just natural. Um, but you know, I decided I didn't want to like hold back on the information anymore and that people will learn. Um, and just like know that, you know, in astrology, astrology is very, very complicated (laughs) and the best way to learn it is piece by piece. Yes. That's honestly how I feel like I'm starting to understand things more and more, the more I talk about it, but it's been taken, like, I still get so confused when it comes to the houses, but again, piece by piece. Piece by piece. Yeah. Piece by piece. And just understanding, um, you know, one house at a time and I'm going to do some blogs about it and things like that. Oh, good. So that people can, can really, you know, start to grasp it and it may take a while, but eventually they'll get there and, and they'll figure it out, you know? And I knew if I would just like commit to kind of putting this information out there, um, and putting it in the workbooks every month that, you know, the people, cause you subscribe to the workbooks. So the people who, you know, subscribe will, will pick it up month over month over month and they'll get it and they'll start to sink in. Oh, that's so great. Cause it's important information. Yeah. And I know for me, it's like some full moons will like rock my world, you know, I'll be like 
crying and like not sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, ah, it's not a full moon pool. Um, you know, and it's really about like which house, which house they're hitting, uh, and what's in that house and what that house governs. So, so you also know when you're looking at it, it's almost like you can predict what's going to be happening next month. You're like, oh, I'm going to be super emotional next month. Well, husband, fair warning. It's gonna yeah, be yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, so just like looking, looking at, at, at those things and just knowing, you know, cause houses, they're the arenas of our life, right? Yeah. This is where things happen. Um, and so just knowing what's going on, you know, you take something like the 10th house, which is your house of career. Um, you know, what's going on in your career? Like if your career is running smoothly. During this moon. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. If you're everything's going great in your career, it's probably not going to be like that intense of a full moon. But if you're having questions, if you're having doubts, if you're thinking about leaving your job, if you're searching for a new one or a new calling, the full moon, if it's transiting your 10th house, is probably going to rock you. you know? yeah. <laughs> so it's um, it's just like good to know. It's sort of like a little warning. You know? <laughs> like That is good to know, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give myself some space to figure this out. I'm going to have the support of the moon. Uh, you know, the moon's going to be transiting my 10th house in this mm. example. I'll have the support I'm going to take some time and I'm going to journal about my career on this full moon see and see what happens. Ooh, yes. And then I also love that your workbooks and the questions that you ask always seem to be so in alignment with what's going on in the moon cycle because you understand all of this. But we all have different signs and houses and yada yada yet somehow it can still relate to us you just you have a very strong intuitive juju right there um, (laughs) which I love but the part that really just my is mind-blowing to me is like you're able to craft these questions so that works for everybody that we're all so different yet we can really tap into our own truth with these questions so how do you come up with this and know what's to come for each season of the moon for everybody um I mean I think that because we are all feeling it is the collective energy it's like it's not really me it's just the energy that's around like right now we're all in cancer season whether you're in can whether you're a cancer or you're not a cancer or cancer's in your first yeah. house or your 10th house or your moon's in cancer it doesn't matter like we're at the end of the day we're all in cancer season right we're gonna feel that energy in different places in different ways but we're going to feel the energy of cancer mm-hmm. somewhere in our life no matter what we might feel it yeah. in our relationships we might feel it in our career we might feel it in our emotional body uh, we might feel it in our karmic past, you know, mm-hmm. but we're going to feel it because uh, the sun's in cancer. Yeah. So it's like the, some of these things you just like can't argue with. It's just years and years and years of people observing, right? And this is where the observational science comes back in. Uh, years and years and years of cult, different cultures and people observing what happens when the sun's in cancer. Oh, this is what happens. You know, crops start to grow. Um, you know, we sit around. It's summer for those of us in the northern hemisphere. It's winter for those of us in the southern hemisphere. Um, you know, it's a time to nurture ourselves. It's a time to be patient. Um, you know, it's like the cycle, right? So cancer season starts the summer for those of us in the Northern hemisphere. And it's like, we plant the seeds in the spring and the new ideas come and, 
And then the summer is the time to like restore ourselves, to yeah. recharge. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is the same thing if you're in the winter too, in the Southern Hemisphere. That would make sense. That would make sense to like have to really restore in the winter. Um, so yeah, we are yeah. in summer solstice, and which I am loving this warm blanket of air <laughs> that is just around me on these days. I mean, I'm in Utah right now, so here we experience the extreme of every season, every, the extreme of every solstice and equinox. The extreme, yeah, do. which I love, <laughs> which I love, but I'm also loving the long, long days of honoring the sun's light right now. And just, it gives me permission right. to play outside longer because I do play outside a lot. So yeah, that's good. Leo. Yeah, play. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I do have to keep an eye out for Moose and Mountain Lions. But anyways, how have you been <laughs> celebrating summer solstice? Um, I've been enjoying the, I love the long days. Um, yeah. I really, yeah, I, I love, just being able to like go outside and um you know walk my dog like later at night I love that and spending time in the ocean mm. um I spend a lot of time on the ocean so <sighs> you're in LA really... so I would be yeah here. I'll be there I'll be there for the fall equinox oh nice <laughs> and yeah I'm back yeah oh wow that's awesome yeah, yeah. LA we don't really have seasons it's kind of interesting I we know. do but we don't and these like tiny shifts but you know in Los Angeles the light is like what dictates the season I find so yes. it's really like working with the light enjoying um you know like the sunset and stuff it's so late now it's great mm-hmm. um you know you can kind of like have dinner and then still watch the sunset yeah <laughs> which I love uh, yeah 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 and I love the sunsets here over the ocean I know. they're magical so so beautiful you can feel a different shift in each season and even though you're in LA like that used to be my least favorite thing of being in LA because I was so used to growing up in Utah and experiencing all the seasons and I'm like wait where where, where where's my fall that's my favorite where's my fall yeah where are my different leaves changing and all that right <laughs> but there is a different and I can't totally define it or verbalize it but there is just a different energy each season there and that is what is the change not just the climate yeah there's a different energy and there's a different behavior you know it's like yeah it's just like the it's just like the sun seasons it's like we just all we're all tied together, you know, by these things. And it's like people start acting differently in the summer, you know, exactly. people are a little bit more laid back. People are enjoying themselves a little bit more. Um, you know, people are spending more time on doing things that they love to do. You know, summer's about enjoying life. Yeah. Um, you know, really like first like nourishing yourself and taking care of yourself through cancer season and then enjoying like why you love to be alive through, through Leo, um, and then, you know, Virgo, it's like we continue that and we start to add some structure and order back into our lives as we a- approach fall. We're like, okay, you know, the chaos of summer is done. You know, it's like when kids go back to school in September, which is like Virgo season, you know, we start to put some schedules back in our lives as, you know, the, the yeah. daylight starts to wane. Um, but we all feel it and we all, we all follow these cycles of nature whether they be these like annual seasons dictated by the solstices and the equinoxes or by the astrological season, we just follow them. Uh, If we know about them or not, we still follow them. And it's like the collective energy just like pulls us all there. Um, And so that's why like getting back to your original question about like, how do I write to like resonate with so many people? And it's like, I'm just 
sort of following the collective energy and following, you know, the suns and cancer. So like everybody's thinking about these things, everybody's feeling these things because that's just, you know, what we've done for so many years as a, as a collective and a culture. And that's just what the energy of the cosmos is bringing us right now. Mm-hmm. So it's really about like tapping tapping into those things like I'm not a psychic by any means I just like understand the collective energy and like understand how to communicate it to people you know and and articulate it yes exactly well and you are a little psychic too but yes exactly (laughs) um also do you have a hard stop at what time is it there 12 do you have a hard stop at 12 by any chance or can you go Um, maybe like another 20 minutes I could probably go another 10 minutes. My dog is going to come home soon. She's been (gasps) away. Oh, yes. Okay. Probably be very loud and and (laughs) disruptive. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't care about that, but but we'll go. I'll honor that. I'll honor that. So, so want some attention. (laughs) Yeah, she needed time with your doggy. Yeah, Um, we're away. (laughs) I would love to. Okay, well, in that case, let's just skip the retrogrades because I want to talk about we're at the halfway year mark, you know, and so what are some things that we should just implement into our daily life? lives now to have a better remainder of the year to manifest what we desire because you're clearly a powerful manifester. <laughs> um, I, I like this time that's like the halfway uh, and I talk about this a bit in the full moon Capricorn book because the new moon Capricorn always comes around the new year and you know I really guide people to write their intentions not just for that lunar cycle but for the entire year with that energy of Capricorn because Capricorn is that like focused, determined energy. Um, And so I really try and pull that in as well into this half year point with the full moon and Capricorn where it's like, we do get thrown off our center. We do lose our focus. We do get distracted. Um, You know, six months is a long time, you know, from the new year to now where like lots of stuff comes up and we lose our center, we lose our balance. And so it is a good time to recenter yourself around your, you know, yearly intentions and like, what was it that you wanted to accomplish in 2019? Do you still want to accomplish those things? And just like I was saying, I do before each new moon, it's like a great practice to kind of look at like, what has distracted you? What obstacles have come up? Where have you changed your mind? Um, You know, why haven't you maybe reached your goals when you, when you thought you would, like, maybe you thought you were going to get somewhere uh, by May, you know, uh, you know, back in January, and you, you didn't hit that mark. Yeah. Why not? Like, was it an internal block? Was it an external block? Like, what can you do to shift things now to like refocus yourself and remold your intentions? You can change that, yeah. right? You can shift your intentions, you know, lunar cycle, lunar cycle or year to year. Like you're, you, you have permission to change. You have permission to grow. Like we're a different person now than we were, you know, in January. Yeah, yeah. And so this person, this version may want something different and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself permission to, to change is very important, but using the time to really refocus yourself and get clear again um, and find the motivation, the drive, right? Which is all Capricorn to kind of get you to where you want to be, you know, before we click over in 2020. Wow. That's so good to know. And it's true. We're always, we have that permission, honestly, any second to shift our intentions at any time. And it also seems like that you were able to consciously get your message out there being in alignment with 
uh, the seasons and the cycles of the universe, the cosmos, um, and just you understand the energetics of this system, of this social media system. So I'm curious, like, what is your advice for those who want to advance in their careers and social media too? Yeah, it's um, I mean, social media is a really interesting beast. I have to say, it is. <laughs> um, and I wish I had like some hardcore strategy. I don't. <laughs> um, I I really like follow my intuition with like posting, and and yes. I think I'm probably lucky because I always have content that's relevant and resonates with people because I am pulling from like the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, you know, universal energy. So that really helps me. And, you know, as long as I'm dialed into what's happening, um, you like, I can't plan posts. Like I'm terrible. Like I try all the time to be like, I'm going to plan the week's posts. It never works. Yeah, not your thing. Nope, nope. You just feel the flow. I wouldn't be able to do that either. To be honest, I would not. Yeah, and it's just because it changes. Like, and a lot of times, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll meditate and I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going to post about. Um, you know, or I'll write a quote or something. I'll like pull a quote out of my journal. Um, you know, I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm. I'm going to post about. So almost like too much planning. Uh, I feel like ruins the magic of social media mm-hmm. and that's real that really frustrates people because like oh, I yeah. asked a lot like what's your strategy and I'm like I don't really have one <laughs> yeah well that's see but that is your strategy is that you don't have one you just go with the flow but you are so you are really tapped in and tuned in and aligned and so it's just like you're just you and you just you help people. You spread a message and so people are drawn to that. Yeah. You live in your truth. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I think that being real and being authentic and not like trying to do stuff like, you know, and I've had different um, people like suggest sort of like more like gimmicky marketing stuff and I'm like I just mm, I just I can't. can't I just Ugh. can't do it <laughs> I know good I can't stomach it I know people all the time are after me about like why don't you sell more or do all these click funnels or something I because I every single month this podcast grows pretty well and I'm very thankful for that I make sure the universe knows that but I think it's just like an energetics thing more than a thirsty trying to sell things it's just not in my nature but some people honestly thrive on that right I think some people they're tapped in when they're doing that you know that's just like a part of them but not us yeah I mean we all have like different energy and we all have different ways of going about things and you know I of course don't like put anybody down who who does things in a different way but I think like exactly for a brand and stuff I probably do things like much more nonchalant than most most people do yeah um because I just like it's not something I want to seem forced or overly planned or you know overly thought about it's just kind of like this is what I'm putting out there into the world and hoping it resonates with people and that they're you know interested and interested in these things um and just trying to be like as real as possible you know and not get caught up in the instagram drama games that happen especially in la so that part i'm not the most excited about no i don't i'm not worried about that actually you you are so far from that yeah that's good that you're like aware to not get caught up in that yeah yeah i mean it's you know it's it's its own it's its own animal it's its own beast 
It's its own beast for sure. So, and you know, it all has to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, it really does. You know, it's not like it, it, the end all be all to the world. You know, as Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone's soul's purpose is to like have the best Instagram. Yeah, and it's a tool. Like for me, it's a tool. It's, it's just a, tool. a tool. Exactly. To get my work out there, it just happened to be the thing that worked for me. Yeah. Um. To to market the products and you know spread my message and it's a, it's a tool you know at the end of the day so yeah that's beautiful are you ready for some quick random fire questions sure let's do it <laughs> all right are you an early bird or are you a night owl i am an early bird of course well what 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 time do you wake up and what's your morning routine like um i try to wake up my my husband's a late bird um, and so he disrupts me sometimes and I end up sleeping in, uh-huh. uh, too late, but I try and get up at like six, six thirty, and then I meditate, um, and I have my smoothie, um, and walk my dog and then, you know, do the Instagram post. <laughs> the yeah. Instagram post. Where, <laughs> when do you usually get your inspired ideas and quotes? Meditation. Meditation. Okay. That's beautiful. Always meditation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like getting up early because I, I, I'd actually prefer to get up at like five, five thirty if, if I could, um, because I just love to meditate before the world wakes up. Yes. It's my favorite. Yeah, I know it's the best feeling. Um, <laughs> and then the others that are awake are probably meditating too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just don't like to set an alarm. So. No. Yeah. No. I'm all about the natural rhythm. Um, yeah. What is your spirit animal? I would say the turtle. It's always been my spirit animal. Really? That's mm-hmm. cute. Why? Turtle. Um, you know, somebody did my like totem pole when I was really young, and it was like the turtle was sort of the head of it. Um, and and I've always like just been drawn to turtles. I love the concept of like the Mother Earth mm-hmm. and um, sort of like having all this knowledge, to, like keeping your shell, and like sometimes you can extend outwards, but you can always like go back in. So I've always resonated with the turtle. Oh, that's so cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> how about your mantra? Um, I, I have different mantras, I think, for – it just depends. Like I probably write a new mantra every – that's one of my rituals, every new moon. <gasps> I write like a new mantra that like suits suits me, you know. Exactly. Um, that's right. And you have other people do it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just really depends on – on the the month you know and like what's going on um like we've been going through sort of um home issues right now in LA which is always difficult or we're like thinking about moving and um you know just because we need more space and then I ended up getting an office space for spirit daughter instead so like my mantra like this month has just been like I am I am my home and I am my baby's home you know um just because like there was a a moment where it was like I don't know what's gonna happen with our home you know (laughs) so yeah oh my gosh wow yeah but it it changes it changes so well it should change every season I think I mean there are some that stick around in heart um if you were to give three words, just stamp three words on Spirit Daughter, which of course it's way more expansive than that, but as far as what Spirit Daughter represents to you and to the collective, what would those three words be? Um, 
I'm like, it's too many words. <laughs> I would say like universal knowledge, which is two words. <laughs> I, I, did it. I didn't say you had to have a comma between each. Yeah, yeah. Universal knowledge, um, you know, vibration, like uh, collective, collective vibration, yeah. basically. Um, and then just, you know, um, dreams. Yep. I'm going for your dreams. Oh. Beautiful. So the universe gave you billboards at absolutely no cost as a gift to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. So all these billboards will say the same thing. And what would these billboards read? Probably meditate. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good. I think it's like my one huge message. Like I think about that all the time. Like what the world would be like if everybody just meditated for like even just 10 minutes every morning, yeah. you know, and even when I'm like driving, you know, the billboards make me think of it. And, you know, on these roads in LA, which are crazy, uh, which, you know, like 405 and the 101, and I'll just be in this traffic watching people oh, cut God. each other off and do all these awful things and I'm like what would this road look like if everybody meditated every day <laughs> <laughs> so you look in and everybody has a smile or just a zen look on their face yeah and going slow, <laughs> not skipping lanes or changing lanes yeah exactly so I think that would be like my big billboard message like go home and meditate <laughs> go, yeah don't maybe not meditate in the car yeah. but yeah go home and meditate, go home and meditate. Um, daily daily at least 10 minutes um, what kind of meditation do you do? Uh, I do Vipassana meditation. Okay. So you did the retreat, mm -hmm. like a long, yeah, I did three 10 day sits. Um, wow. yeah. And so it, it really sticks with you. I found that, yeah. um, I've done quite a few different meditations and study different meditations. Um, but yeah. the Vipassana, like it's just, it, it gets ingrained. Yeah. <laughs> Once you, yeah. you do one of those sits, like, okay, that's, that's my meditation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and then the last question that you've answered before, but it will definitely change as you're in a different season of your life. How would you advise your own magic listeners to create your own, their own magic? Um, meditate. <laughs> uh, yeah, meditate and trust your intuition. And they're, they're intertwined. And that's why I, I do, in all seriousness, really emphasize that people meditate because that's what helps you trust your intuition. Yeah. That's what helps you first recognize your intuition and then trust your intuition. Um, because living from your intuition, for me, is the only way to go about life. Uh, and if you're really dialed in, and you're really trusting it it can make your life efficient it can make everything easier you don't you can run a business and you don't need an MBA you can know the right person to date you can find the right person to hire you know you can take the right job like it all comes from your intuition yeah. um, and you don't need to overanalyze or overthink anything you know it's actually a very efficient way of, of, of living yeah. <laughs> um, but it does come from being in a place of clarity and centered with yourself so uh you you need that time you know whether it be meditation or breath work or yoga you, you need something to center yourself so that you can become aware of your intuition tune in yes mm -hmm. amen to that i couldn't agree more and i love you and your energy <laughs> and everything you're doing for others but also just 
the person you are. You're amazing, Jill. And thank you for all these amazing messages and just nuggets, cosmic nuggets for everybody to take home because I love the way you explain this, how this system works. Thank so you. So I appreciate this. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, where can everyone find you? They can find me on Instagram, you know, at Spirit Daughter um, or on our website, uh, www.spiritdaughter.com. That's where you'll find the workbooks and the blogs and all the info. Beautiful. Well, um, I'll make sure to put all that in the show notes. Now you go enjoy your dog who's almost coming home. Yes, and she will be walking in the door soon. Yeah, she'll be running <laughs> in the door soon. Okay, good. Um, and yeah. congrats to you and your husband on your little Leo. Thank you. And most likely Leo. Yeah. Most like, I don't yeah. like firm that up too much just in case, but we're pretty sure. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's quite in the center. Yeah. It's because directly in the eight. center. Wow. Yeah. It's directly in the center. Yeah. So it's likely, he's likely a Leo. And August 8th is um, the Lion's Gate. So it's like this uh, really important <gasps> portal. Um, Whoa. So opening. Yeah. So we'll see if he comes on his birthday. Whoa. That would be amazing. Well, yeah, you're yeah. amazing. I'm going to let you go. And it's 111 here. So 111. That's beautiful. Perfect. Well, yeah. perfect. well thanks for having me on. Thank and uh, you. maybe I'll see you when you return to LA. Absolutely. That magical episode felt so good. It felt, well, magical. I hope that you feel more expanded in some way, in many ways. And feel free to say hi to me and other listeners of the podcast, other like-minded individuals who are all into this kind of stuff at Your Own Magic Facebook group. It's a secret Facebook group. The link for that is in the show notes. And then keep an eye out for upcoming Your Own Magic retreats. Then also perhaps sign up for some guided meditations when you go to yourownmagic.life. The Soul Tribe exclusive site is $44.44 US dollars, by the way, but for an entire lifetime. I'm not going to charge you yearly anymore. Not going to charge you monthly unless you've been grandfathered in, but for $44.44 for life or for however long this site exists, you get not only these guided meditations, but also many spiritual tools and rituals along with many soul expanding journalings to really listen in, tap into your divine guidance and listen to your guidance team for direction. And the most important thing is to really listen to your soul. That's something that I do in the mornings to increase my creativity and raise my frequency to welcome so much beauty and abundance throughout my day. And even if you don't sign up, I'm, I'm just telling you, spend the mornings for you or if you're a night owl, spend time at night for you to unplug and tune inward and tap into divine guidance. Late, late nights, early, early mornings are the time where you can receive so much magic. Well, that's all my loves, my yomis, my soul fam. I hope you have a magical day.